Hello and kumusta? Thank you for tuning in to Understanding Signs and Symptoms. Today, we will be talking about disturbances in perception. So, perception is a process of transferring physical stimulation into psychological information. It is a mental process by which sensory stimuli are brought to awareness. So we'll talk about some of the disturbances of perception. First of the symptoms is called hallucination. So hallucination is a false sensory perception not associated with any external stimuli. So there may or may not be a delusional interpretation of some of the hallucinatory experiences. So what are some of the ty different types of hallucination? So you can have hypnagogic hallucination. This is a false sensory perception occurring while falling asleep, generally considered non-pathological phenomenon. Okay. Uh, hypno is sleeping, you know, I guess. You know, so hypnotherapy, so... Yeah, hypnagogic hallucination, well, it's not, it's generally considered a, a non-pathological uh, phenomenon. And then the other one is hypnopompic hallucination. This is a false perception occurring while waking from sleep, generally, again, considered non-pathological. So as soon as you wake up, what was that? So hypnopompic, so hypnagogic and hypnopompic. Now, these are the ones that are more familiar and we're able to pick this up much more in the clinical setting. This is called the uh, auditory hallucination. So it's a false perception of sound. Usually voices, but also other noises are heard, such as music. Uh, the most common hallucination, is, this is the most common hallucination in psychiatric disorders. So when people are hearing voices that are not there, some people are talking to them. So these are auditory hallucination. Next would be a visual hallucination. And this one you would perceive in a delirious patient as well. So there is hallucination. So it's a false perception involving sight consisting of both formed images. Uh, a person can see images, actual images, and unformed images. So there could be seeing uh, flashes of lights, for example, flashes of light. And this is also, uh, it's common in uh, medically um, medically determined disorders as well. Okay. So you also have false perception that they can smell something that's not there. And that is olfactory hallucination. So, um, and then another one is there's a false sense of taste without anything. They just feel that they are tasting something that is not there, uh, and that's called gustatory hallucination. The other one is a false perception of touch or the surface sensation, and this is called tactile or haptic hallucination. You know, it's as a form, it's, it's like, for example, phantom limb sensation is one of these things, or there's a crawling sensation on or under the skin which is called a sensation called formication. So a crawling on the skin is a false sensation called formication. So that's tactile hallucination. Another hallucination 
is called somatic hallucination. Here, there is a false sensation of things occurring in or to the body, uh, most often visceral in origin. And it, this is also known as synesthetic hallucination. Okay. The other thing is um, Lilliputian. Lilliputian hallucination is a false perception in which objects are seen as reduced in size, also termed micropsia. Micropsia. So um, I remember uh, my, my daughter, she was recovering from a particular surgery when she was younger. She had, uh, and uh, when we were there, as she recovered, she saw us. And the thing that she reported to us is that we were colored purple and that we appeared to be very, very small people. So uh, that's, that's a perceptual uh, problem. Okay, at the time then she recovered and now she's back to herself. So micropsia. Okay. The other one is, uh, uh, the 10th one is mood congruent hallucination. This is a hallucination in which the content is consistent with either depressed or manic mood. For example, a patient who is depressed are hearing voices saying that, that, that they're a bad person or that they're going to die or the end of the world is coming. Uh, whereas the manic patient are hearing the voice that uh, you are the chosen one, you've got the power. So it just depends on their mood. So when you are checking on hallucination, you have to consider the state of their mood so that you can describe it properly. Like, for, for example, if they are in critical care and they're waiting for, say, they're waiting for a new heart, uh, they're on ventricular assistive devices, for example, and they're a little bit depressed and they hear something or they see something and they say, you're going to die, you're going to die, they actually hear this, okay? So in terms of hallucination, they're actually hearing the voices. They're actually seeing uh, things with their eyes as compared to a delusion where they're just thinking that they are. Okay, so there we go. That's mood congruent hallucination. The mood incongruent hallucination, on the other hand, is hallucination in which the content is not consistent with either depressed or manic mood. So depression, uh, in de uh, for example, in depression, hallucinations not involving such themes as guilt, deserved punishment, or inadequacy. Uh, a person who may be manic, for example, the hallucinations are not invoking themes such as, uh, you know, people having extra powers, it's like that. No delusions of grandeur. Hallucinosis, hallucinosis are hallucinations, most often auditory, that are associated with chronic alcohol abuse and that occur with clear sensorium. As opposed to delirium tremens, hallucinations that occur in the context of a clouded sensorium as well. So somebody's had some hallucinosis, that is when they are quite drunk. All right. Okay, so even symptoms from a drunk person, you know, we can we have terminologies for that. Synesthesia, sensation or hallucination caused by another sensation. For example, 
the auditory sensation is accompanied by triggers of visual sensation, synesthesia. Yeah, uh, it is like a sound is perceived as being seen. Uh, this is very typical of those people who were induced by chemical induced or recreational drugs, for example. And I have heard some people saying that they are seeing the the rainbow of uh, uh, the rainbow that's coming out from their speakers, for example. So synesthesia. Okay, then trailing phenomenon is a perceptual abnormality associated with hallucinogenic drugs in which moving objects are seen as series of discrete and continuous images. So there's a trailing phenomenon and you can almost see this manifestation of trailing phenomenon in some of the beautiful artworks, isn't it? Yes, you can see that on, on abstract thoughts or cubism, these trailing phenomenon or the surrealism work. There we go. That's the trailing phenomenon. So that is, those are some of the words with regard to hallucination. Okay. Next is illusion. Okay. So illusion is a misperception or misinterpretation of real external stimuli. So as opposed to to hallucination where there is no external stimuli illusion there is an external stimuli so a visual illusion is that for example i saw a belt hanging and then just by a glance i thought it was a a snake that's 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 hanging by 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 the coat hanger for example so that is an illusion okay now i have not seen a person have this in my practice um, but I have seen uh, just occasional uh, you know when, where they thought it happened uh, uh, like uh, for example um, you know on their periphery a person who's driving where they have the bike uh, parked or, or, or hooked on the top of their car they were driving and then just at a glance you know, the person was really got scared because the shadow that was casted by that bike thought thought it was a, a real person. So there wa was that illusion. Okay, so those are just very brief, uh, brief description of all of the uh, the terminologies that is linked to disturbances in perception. So um, that's. That's part one, disturbances of perception. The, the next one, we'll talk about some disturbances associated with a cognitive disorder. So these are perceptual problem, but this time it is with, uh, uh, associated with cognitive disorder. Um, it is called agnosia. Just to let you know, agnosia is an inability to recognize and interpret the significance of the sensory impressions. So we're talking about uh, different agnosias here. So an agnosia, this is anosognosia, is an ignorance or illness by definition, uh, is the inability to recognize a neurological deficit that is occurring on oneself. So you would see this symptom on typical of uh, a right brain 
uh, stroke. Yeah, anosognosia. And you go and ask them, is there anything wrong? Then people would say, no, nothing is wrong. Everything is okay. And that is a concern or sometimes this is where that this is thing that traps medical practitioners and therapists because when people do their rounds they only ask them so they only rely on a person's report uh, but person having a right-sided stroke has tendency to have clear uh, uh, communication skills and clear speech and then they will say nothing is wrong and then they and people would think it's a denial. They are, they're they're denying and they they blame it all to their insight, uh, the person's insight and uh, emotional state. But actually, this is a uh, disorder. It's a problem. There is an organic reason, and it's just the right brain just does not acknowledge problems with, um, with identifying the, the the problem. So that is anosognosia. The next one is somatopagnosia. This is ignorance of the body. From somatosensory, yes? Okay. So the inability to recognize body part as one's own. So there is this thing called somatopagnosia. It's also called autopagnosia. Okay. Visual agnosia is the inability to recognize objects or persons. Astereognosis is the inability to recognize objects by touch. Prosopagnosia is the inability to recognize faces. And apraxia, this is a different, so those are the, the agnosias, different types. So you have anosognosia, somatopagnosia, prosopagnosia, visual agnosia, astereognosia, or astereognosis. Now, uh, apraxia is the inability to carry out specific tasks. Yeah, so apraxia is uh, a person cannot do purposeful activities. That is in the absence of a physical and sensory and motor impairment. They just could not do it. So it is a cognitive problem as well. Um, simultagnosia. Ooh, that's a big word. It looks like simultaneous agnosia, things that are happening at the same time. Let's see. Uh, inability to comprehend more than one element of a visual scene at the time or to generate the, the parts into a whole. So simultagnosia. And then another one is the adiadokokinesia, which is inability to perform rapid alternating movement. So that's it. Um, disturbances associated with cognitive disorder. And lastly, let's talk about some of the disturbances associated with conversion and dissociative phenomena. Uh, uh, there's somaticization of repressed, uh, repressed material or there is a, you know, or the development of physical symptoms and there's distortions involving the voluntary muscles or special sense organs that are not under voluntary control and are not explained by physical Disorder. So what are these disturbances associated with some of these dissociative phenomena? So one is called a hysterical, hysterical anesthesia. So there is loss of sensory modalities resulting from emotional conflicts. Okay? So they just all of a sudden became numb after having a fight with their partner. Macropsia is a state in which objects seemed larger than they are. Macro, 
is a big one, macro opsia is the uh, Latin for vision, macropsia. The opposite of that would be micropsia, okay, a state in which the objects seem smaller than they are. So both macropsia and micropsia can also be associated with some clear organic um, conditions such as complex partial seizures, for example. So you have depersonalization, where a subject, there is a subjective sense of being unreal, strange, or unfamiliar to oneself. Yeah, that's this is there's depersonalization. Yeah, this is so unreal. So imagine that on a day-to-day -day things, when you are just not believing that things are so unreal, it's just. You know, you just become unfamiliar to yourself. So there's social, there's detachment there. So there's depersonalization. Derealization. Here, the subject sense that the environment is strange or unreal. And there's a feeling of a changed reality. Fugue is taking of a new identity with amnesia for the old identity. Yeah. Um, so, often involves travel or wandering to new environments, fugue state. So, taking on a new identity with amnesia for the old identity. Wow, that's taking in a new character at all. It's fugue. Right. And lastly is multiple personality. Okay, so one person who appears different uh, at different times to be two or more entirely different personalities and characters of so these as uh, somebody's having some multiple personality right okay i guess that would be our discussion today involving disturbances in perception and this is the the part six of the series of understanding signs and symptoms i hope you have picked up a few terminologies that you can use in your practice until next time Bye.